1: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Ali
2: Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen on this most special day. It's Rusev, Rusev Celebration day. day. It's Rusev Celebration. How are you, Oliver Davis? Hello, SWAFT Nation. How did you find today's show?
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. It's nice to talk about uh, good stuff. Hmm. Because, you know, like, although negative titles and stuff do
2: better... uh it's it's actually quite draining to talk about but it's people think we're far too negative as well there was a, a comment that was left on last on the on the no mercy episode mm. that just said this is why i'm unsubscribing because you're just always negative about everything until someone pointed out I was like they were very praising about pretty much everything on the show
1: yeah apart from those two matches and yeah. we kept, we did not shut up about the tag match <laughs> yeah. which is so, I, I went back and watched a bit of it so good so awesome such a good match uh, we're going to jump straight into some reviews on, uh, so you can get off and enjoy your Rusev day. Thank With you. The, the main content of the Wrestle Ramble. So straight up here from Maggie Rita. Great show. Love these guys and their work. They have good chemistry, but differ enough in opinion that you get different and unique p- 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 perspectives from each one. Hashtag SWAFT Nation. Winky smiley face with Redone a tongue out. We've done that review. I was thought that as I was reading out, but cheers Maggie Rita. Sometimes. You better write a review, people, because sometimes they get read out twice. Back over to Sarcastic sumbitch. Sarcastic sumbitch. Let's get ready to, let's get ready to, let's get ready to, let's get ready to to ramble. Like PJ and Duncan. Yeah, that's the title of their review, not a little diatribe I just went on. The best wrestling podcast going. Not true. More fun than they should be legally allowed to have.
2: Thank you, Sarcastic. Thanks,
1: Sarcastic Sunbitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, we well we often broach the illegal, especially at your stag party. Well, let's not
2: get into that, shall we? But
1: let's get into the show. Happy Rusev Day, Luke. Happy Rusev Day. Come man. in. Oh, come oh, on, Happy mate. Rusev, Rusev Day. Day.
2: What are you? What have you been up to? How are you celebrating? Uh, I watched two o five live. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, very Rusev. It wasn't very Rusev like, no. But also, you know, I did some push-ups. Uh, went for a run, celebrated Bulgaria for a little bit, mm. but um, mainly came into the studio and watched 205 Live. For the first time, we watched a full episode. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was fun. fun. It was actually genuinely a very good show. And I said to you, oh, mate, maybe this has been good all the time. And you just said, this week. This week's was a good episode. We'll see what happens next week. Mm. But I will say that I mean, as the title of this episode suggests that I'm uh, I'm fully behind Enzo as cruiserweight champion now. Who would have thought that on Sunday night after that well, stinker of a match? Absolutely at no mercy. But then it didn't make any sense because like this whole thing I'd have been fully behind this if the previous weeks hadn't just been, man, Enzo's a mm. knob any. We should probably bury him like he's a complete dick and we don't like him. Now they just put the belt in him and it's like, okay, yeah, now he's a, now he's a heel, and we're going to make him the, the complete figurehead of this. It that would have made so much more sense if your weeks of build had been leading up to that. So you're not going to ask me what I've done for Rusev, though? I was just getting to that. Well, if you you took a roundabout way of doing it. Well, I was leaving a pause in case you wanted to add anything else to it. I'm
1: going to save my thoughts for the review section, Luke. Okay, well, I was going to spunk it all out in the opening monologue. I bit. mean, I was going to cut you off anyway G-log. and just ask. How was your Rusev day? What have you done with it? I've been looking at pictures of Lana. Should we get into the? Uh, should we get into the reviews? All of this, all, all of this of that. Was, was just a setup. Because I was thinking, I was like, what can I say as an answer to this question? And I thought, I'll default to Pervy Ollie, of not course. broken Ollie. No, talking about, about Alexa Bliss's
2: mouth. That was, that, was a miss, that was a misspeak. Quite the callback. Uh, also, before we do dive into the reviews, I've yes. got to say, because we had DDP introduced last, uh the last episode we did of the Russell Ramble. Don't get used to celebrity cameos. They're Absolutely expensive. Absolutely not. Do not get used to that. But I do want to give a shout out to my best man, not you, John, uh, who set that up and uh, did it. Got that for me as a mm. uh, bit of a groomsman present. It was very, very wonderful. I didn't really give him enough of a shout out. In fact, I didn't give him any shout out at all when we did the uh, didn't the last have episode. Didn't have to. Well, I don't know, but I know he's going to watch and he's going to be like, look at that, there's this complete div. I mean, yeah. like, he's, he's my best friend, and I've done I, I did this really nice thing for him, and he didn't even thank me on the show. But I was far too hungover to really focus on what I was doing. So thanks, man, if you're watching. Haha, ha, it's a Raw review, looking jacked,
1: man! So Raw kicked off with a Miz TV segment. It was one booked the previous night on No Mercy. Uh, Miz went up to Kurt Angle, did And he was like, ooh, let me open Raw tomorrow night with interviewing Roman well, Reigns. he just beat John Cena, and there's rumours of him getting back with old friends.
2: Just to correct you, because I'm sure people will in oh, the comments. No. Miz didn't ask for it to open the show. Kurt Angle suggested that it open okay, the show. Okay, okay. And uh,
1: yeah, so this is what opened Raw and uh yeah i thought uh i thought it really exposed reigns as not being that entertaining on the mic as in in a scripted format at least
2: yeah that, and that's always been the problem with roman mm. reigns is that if you just give him a microphone and just let him run free he's actually a very charismatic lad but when you give him stuff and it's like stick to the script he's not a natural actor i think he's I think he's good at doing a
1: badass line every now and again. That's it, and that's all he needs yeah, to do. Yeah, that's all he
2: needs to do. I, I, I've said like from the very get go when they split the shield up and they were starting doing the push of Roman Reigns. Just don't give him enough. Don't give him a lot of mm. dialogue. Don't let him have to say a lot of things. Just have him come out and just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to beat you up now," and that be it. And that's all he needs is this promo, just being like, just being a badass, basically. But Luke, The Rock didn't do that. <laughs> the Rock cut promos. Yeah And he was popular
1: And so was Steve Austin And the Cup promos But Steve Austin's so promos how do you expect Roman Reigns to work If you're not trying to Fit him into a Predetermined model
2: I was going to say And let's be honest Stone Cold promos Were literally just It would come out And just be like I don't like what Vince McMahon is doing And that's the bottom line Stone Cold says it And that it? be it was it, would we... stunner someone Son of someone, yeah. and then he'd move on with the rest of his day. Because he was a badass, and people cheered him because he was a badass. Like, there's You watch all these Attitude Era documentaries, and they're like, people loved Austin because they would really relate to him, mm. because he was a working man who beat up his boss. And what working man wouldn't beat up his want to beat up his boss? And I'm like, no, mate, I was a, I was a kid. I was a kid when I was watching yeah. it, and I liked him because he was cool, and he was a badass. I didn't like it because he was beating up his boss. I don't know what that meant. Th- this is
1: accidentally created a really nice segue into a point I was trying to make. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is in the in the promo, Roman has this really forced line where he's like, I just wanna it was it was to the effect of I just wanna kick back sometimes and chill with a beer. <laughs> yeah. And Miz is like, No, no beer on this show. We only have classy drinks like Manhattan's or white wine. Yeah. Or Lambrini. And and th- they it was it was kind of like they were trying to say, hey this will get this will help you out Roman yeah with the the people who boo you that adolescent contingent because you know what they like yeah beer they like chillaxing and having beer yeah, they're like yeah. netflixing and chilling with a beer yeah because not I craft you- beer <laughs> don't say, don't say that you you're blue chip you want to be no no not blue chip blue is, collar yeah blue collar blue yeah. collar you are blue collar you just drink beer and yeah he uh he said it and it just came across as so. Awkward and transparent. But
2: like, and again, it comes out of things, because I've, I've written my notes here, the crowd popped for Roman on a, mm. on a couple of occasions, and the times when they were popping for him, when he was just saying something like, uh, well, let's fight. And then yeah. the crowd goes, oh, yeah, I want to see him fight. But so it- I, I, they, they they try and pigeonhole into this being like, oh, you're the rock was Samoan, mm. and, and you're Samoan, so... You should definitely cut long promos and say funny things. Yeah, say him like, the, like the say the funny though. things like The Rock did. Say and sacataash. The Rock would have got that over. He's
1: never recovered. <laughs> no, you never really... recovered from suffering sacataash. No, and he knows it. The 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 Miz. So Roman had what was it? He had 2 weeks of promos with John Cena. Or was it 3? I think it was 3 weeks of promo segments with John Cena. And then on the go home show before No Mercy, there was no Cena and Reigns' best performance Was when he had no one there To uh, outshine him And I didn't really think about that At the time I thought Roman cut a good promo Without John there I think I said that On last week's show You did You did You did Uh, But seeing Miz here I was like Oh it's because There wasn't anyone else In the (laughs) ring Who's better than him And Miz Is one of the best promo guys In the company Can't wrestle very well. King of Soft Style. But but he you know, he is a terrific talker, facials are fantastic. He did so well in this segment that he actually got people to cheer Roman because he was so good at trying no 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 we, we don't have to do that, that now. We don't have to do the match now. I'm in a suit and it was so good people just wanted to see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. And kinda forgot that Roman was consequently the guy they were cheering for. But yeah, I think it's just another example of
2: Reigns being outclassed on the mic. Mm, that is, it's his big weakness. Mm. It really is, and I'd I'd almost say it's it's his only weakness. Um, is that he's he's just not a good he's not a good promo, and which is weird as well because WWE really do have this mentality of that if you can't cut a promo, you can't get over, mm. and you won't get pushed. And yet here we are, five years later, can't cut a promo, still getting pushed. And
1: uh, who's who's your top guy? Who's your biggest drawing guy? Uh, it's Brock Lesnar. Yes, it's a guy that you a guy who can't talk. Yep. Who you've packaged with a manager, advocate, Paul Heyman will tell you, he, is, he isn't a manager. Yes, he's not. Quite obviously a manager. Yeah,
2: because when you, even when he first was like with Lesnar back in 2002, mm. he was his agent. Because that's who they hated the most in the world, mm. was agents. When I went to the evening with Paul Heyman,
1: which was one of the best wrestling events I've ever been to, it was by Inside the Ropes, he uh, Heyman did say... Yeah, I was an agent. I was an advocate because manager already been done. I'm not Bobby the Brain Heenan. I can't be the best manager in wrestling, so I'm going to be the best advocate in wrestling. And I was thinking in my head, it's just a different word for the same well, thing.
2: It is, but we've all fallen for it. No,
1: I I, I, I still see him as a manager.
2: Well, I don't know, because when I see Paul Heyman, I'm like, he's something different too. Mm. And he was the same when he was with um, Punk. When I looked at him, it was like, he's not like Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's not like... Um, he's another great. He's not like a pole bearer. He's somewhere different. He, he feels like a sports manager, like a, a an agent, but still a manager. Yes, I know it's a manager, but it's a it's it's a different type. It's, it's an a different agent. kind of manager. It's not a whole different thing. Yeah. Okay. But let's all right. Let's put this into a wrestle talk world. Mm. You and I are both presenters, but you're the face of this brand, which means you are a different type of presenter than I am. But we're still presenters, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're better at than I am. Therefore, and you feel different to the way to, to to mine. But we're still presenters. We're having a very silly argument here, are we?
1: Yes, I think I think I'm right. <laughs> uh, so the Miz and Roman Reigns segment started the con- well, it continued from No Mercy the previous night. These teasers of the shield so i can't remember Miz ever actually set confronting him about the rumors of old friends getting back together no i don't think he did but instead he said you know if if the miz Taraj were around back when the shield were around yeah no one would be talking about the shield that's right which was a there's a fly in here what the hell which was a brilliant uh line you know it was i, I saw someone say well that's ridiculous no no no. It was a line meant to <laughs> make was you say, think that. That's
2: the point. Yeah, it's meant to be <laughs> yeah. ridiculous.
1: And uh that was the that was the first tease mm-hmm. of oh, this is where we're going. Which was sort of broken earlier that day by Ryan Saturn and Pro Wrestling Sheet. Was it I thought
0: it was it was,
2: it was it was McKenna. Okay, so Pro Wrestling Sheets. Yeah. Uh, one of them. So yes. Brian Satin then reported it as an exclusive after McKenna had already done it.
1: Mm. I don't know why they do that. I don't Be- know why.
2: Why why Satin does that? Well, like, because that's if, his they both,
1: if they both work
2: for the same thing, why would he break exclusives on Twitter? Because that's his gimmick. It's a, it's, it's, it's a TMZ thing, isn't mm. it? TMZ became who they are because they had breaking news exclusives, this, that, and the other. So. He's just taken what he learnt from TMZ, which is ambulance chasing, mm. and, uh, and putting it into uh, the sports, into pro wrestling. But why wouldn't
1: you tell one of your reporters, oh, don't, don't put that on Twitter because it would be I more could, impactful If on I, a, if on I the do website. it. Or just have, you know, like an exclusive written by James McKenna.
0: I
2: don't know.
1: I don't know. Ask why. them. Uh, yes, yeah, so this then turned into when, uh, when Miz tried to get out of the match, Kurt Angle came out and said, well, you're going to fight each other later tonight. The main event In the second At the end of the second hour Yep Uh, But now Mr Raj Don't go anywhere Because you've got a match Against Matt Hardy And Jason Jordan Because uh, Jeff Hardy's out injured Uh, Which apparently He was injured Since Great Balls of Fire
2: Yes what Meltzer said Yeah he's been And he's been working Through that injury Mm. And then it was just Made really bad During the six pack challenge Yeah a torn rotator cuff for quite a but while, but I think he had an injured shoulder, and then and by then doing it, the right. match, that's what that's what tore wrote rotator cuff.
1: I read today that he might actually be out till WrestleMania 34. Oh, because I, mean, he's I was just, gonna say that I mean, a shoulder
2: injury will put you out for a
1: while, yeah, because Tom rotator cuffs are what Cena had, and Cena came back in four, Cesaro came back in six to seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they
2: take a long time to recover
1: from, but he's also got a leg injury.
2: So those both together... Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess we were... I think we might have been talking about what's next for Jason Jordan because mm. they're going to be moving Miz on to, to Roman. Perhaps they are going to just do Jordan and Hardy as this uh, sort of pseudo-tag team. I hope not because I want to see Woken. I want to, I want to at least
1: him have a. Go. I know we're over it, but I just want well, no, to have Well, I mean, no,
2: I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Mm. Like, and to the point of you know, when they put up the, the, the Woken video... And everyone was like, "Oh my God, they're gonna do it!" And I was like, "This is true. It's the true long Island story. It's, mm. I can't even say that
1: word." He he tweeted again uh, the other day saying, "It's with my brother jet with brother Nero out injured, Get ready to become woken." I was like, well, <laughs> I've
2: been ready for a while. <laughs>
1: So this, a while now. this match was pretty good actually It only went about 5-7 minutes It was
2: pretty good but I mean Booker T was my big takeaway okay, from yeah, this yeah, match yeah. Big, okay, so Shall let, we get into this now? Let's get into this now This is pretty much what you and I just discussed yesterday When we came in talking about this show Was mm. how bad Booker T was all night long And
1: we said it was bad on No Mercy Yep and we recently we uh, rewatched Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah, and he was back Where then. he was terrible there. Yeah. And I feel like all these things have happened in the same space of time. Like, Booker T's just given up caring. Or maybe, you know, because he was only meant to be there six weeks yeah. while David Otunga was filming a movie. He's been there, like, maybe three months now. Maybe that's all he's got in him.
2: Yeah, well, I, th- I don't know, because clearly he's not paying attention to the mm. product or anything like that. Case in point, in this match, when... Kurt Angle announced that you're going to be facing Matt Hardy and my son, uh, Jason Jordan. Booker, Booker T's just got it in for Jason Jordan, I think. That's his main thing. And he's just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. And Michael Cole's like, why? He's like, they've never teamed before. And Michael Cole's like, yeah, no, they did. They've teamed together quite a few times. And then Booker T, realizing that he's made a mistake, was just like, oh, yeah, but that was in a three-way. I think what he meant to say was, that was in a six-man. Mm. But he's like no, no no That was in a three way dog And it was like No it was on the SummerSlam pre-show In a, in a tag match To be fair No one saw that match <laughs> Literally so, no one saw it People were still Filtering
1: into the arena uh, Yeah so Let's just run through All the If only we had like a I mean no one's using the Booker T time thing are they No I mean we yeah if,
2: Well if, if only there was another show out there That had like counters for the amount of mistakes That Booker T made in a show mm. like, almost like almost like a clock But it's more about It's, it's a different kind of time I think someone used it. I hope they bring that back Wherever mm. they go Because yeah. that was very enjoyable Wasn't I it like just yeah. But no,
1: no uh, John O'Clock will come back
2: no, 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 we go. Home, unfortunately, not.
1: Uh, so yeah, Booker, What else did Booker T do? He he started ragging on Finn Balor and Goldust. Yeah. Because Goldust, he don't know anything. <laughs> that's my Booker T impression.
2: He, <laughs> oh, you do the jingle for this, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that yeah your... that's me. <laughs> and uh, you know, they don't get on together. Like they've been. Th- he was Goldust was a tag team with r truth.
2: Yeah, that way he said he goes Goldust doesn't like never had friends. And he was like he was a like, tag mm. team with uh, r truth for what seemed like five years. Yeah, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, the
1: uh, the Akira Tozawa. Yeah, so Tozawa comes out with Titus Worldwide and Booker T goes, "What's Titus ever done what? for Akira?"
2: No, what he said was because um, Titus came over and said something, and Michael Cole was like, ha, "I think he wants you to join Titus Worldwide, Booker." And Booker's like, "Why would I do that?" Mm. What's what's Titus ever done for anyone? What's Titus done? And it was like, well, he led Akira Tzau to the Cruiserweight Championship. It literally it's just literally ble- like a month ago. I mean, I know it was a pointless five-day reign, but still, the point remains, he did win him a title.
1: Maybe Booker T just forget, forgot that entire week. Because all of these references are kind of in that SummerSlam go-home-to-SummerSlam
2: seven-day period. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe just, yeah. He just he, had, he only has enough like memory to like mm. to remember a couple of things. He's like memento.:
1: yeah, I, d- I don't know, oh actually, wasn't the Houston all that kicking off around that time? No the, it was after It was after it yeah well, think. maybe he's just got other things on his mind. What was it before? I can't remember now. there's so many storms unfortunately. yeah the it was like Booker T thought he was a heel this week, <laughs> so he was playing a heel character, yeah. but
2: nobody else was in on this. Yeah and, and Corey Graves is mm. the heel.
1: So anything else to say about Jordan Hardy versus beating
2: I thought it was a fine little match. But I mean, but, like, my, I suppose my bigger thing would be that if you are setting up for hmm. a Shield reunion where you're taking on the Miz and the Miz tries, don't have them be beat. Yeah. Like, you make them look like a credible threat. Because I think you made this point in your Raw review, which was excellent, by the way, mm-hmm. as, as always, where like, it, this isn't against a reunited Wyatt family. This isn't against the Balor Club. This isn't against some sort of Broken Hardy thing. Now this is against the Miz and a couple of jokes like that's that doesn't really feel like something you need to like bring back uh, uh the shield for particularly when they do the big excuse me beat down angle later on in the show when you're like looking at Roman Reigns being beaten up by these two guys and you're like oh, and these two geeks were just beaten up by Matt Hardy and, ja- mm. and Jason Jordan why are you being beaten up by them Roman Reigns you just beat John Cena clean yeah it's like, after after surviving 4AAs which everyone's really upset about
1: yeah he so uh Mr. Raj lost here and then Roman, Re- then Miz lost later on, despite all of the Miz interfering at various points. Got to keep Roman's strong In that I mean, yeah. match. And then you beat him down. I'm just like, well, I, I, you know, without the steel chairs, I'm pretty sure Roman could beat all three of you in a one on three handicap. Well,
2: oh, absolutely yeah. he could do. He's the big dog, and this is his yard. It's his
1: yard. Unless it's, yeah, even, an F5. Wow. Would, would an F5 be. Bring down the big dog Well I suppose
2: we'll find <laughs> out At Wrestlemania <laughs> Won't we uh,
1: I thought um, You know Even
2: though they lost I was enjoying Bo Dallas and Curtis I really a like them I like yeah. them as a team It's just that If you're going to put them Into this position Where they're facing off Against like The greatest faction In the history of the WWE As Michael Cole Will keep telling you Then have them win mm. It really wouldn't have hurt um, Hardy and Jordan to have lost it, especially if it was like through, uh, you know, Miz interference or something like that. It really wouldn't have hurt anything. And actually, then, if you had one through Miz interference, you could have built up the idea of the numbers game. Yeah. And that, which would have led into Miz versus Rome Race later on, where he again so came to the numbers game. It's like they're doing the worst possible, not the worst possible, but it's a very lackluster, lazy feud to bring
1: back the shield. And then they're doing. The, the opponents wrong anyway Yeah, There's multiple levels of badness here Elias beat Apollo Crews next Which was a rematch From the previous night's pre-show And uh, yeah it was pretty much the same Nothing really mm-hmm. to talk about Other nope. than that he attacked Titus He kicked Titus
2: in the leg And O'Neill went for him I I have called this a very one-sided feud mm. Because it's not even 50-50 booking This is all 100% in Elias's direction Well that's how
1: the ongoing feud Between Elias and your hometown—that is also <laughs>
2: very one-sided. Yeah, I, Lice
1: has not had a comeuppance yet.
2: When you, whenever you make the "insert your hometown here" joke, it makes me think of the Simpsons. Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, oh, I, was, I was thinking more. I think it was me. It was. It's the. Um, it's so good to be here in Sprongfeld. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is so much better than
1: Shelbyville. Next up, we had probably the uh, the first good segment. Of Raw uh, This week Which was Kurt Hawkins Coming out And as soon as Kurt Hawkins Came out I was like Good We're in for a bit of fun here I like the losing streak gimmick He's at 118 matches now That he hasn't won And he's like That's gonna change now And I genuinely Didn't see it coming You know in I am retrospect
2: I didn't see it either
1: Because it's like You know Braun just faced Brock Why would you put him in this? So that wasn't even in my head. I thought, oh, I just wonder who's going to come out and this will be fun this week. And then when Braun's music hit and the look on Kurt's face and as soon as Braun got to the ring, he just legs it out of there. Yeah. And the camera's back wide and you can see Hawkins running through the crowd. And I'm like, that's not Strowman, is it? (laughs) You know, running faster on an intercepting path. Yeah. And then now I'm scared.
2: Yeah uh, He uh, <laughs> I, I missed Braun's running Because he ran so fast I couldn't even finish my notes That mm. Braun is coming out
1: Yeah he's He Like there's a There's a, one of my favourite Brock Lesnar clips ever And it's uh, I think he dismantles The social outcasts Ages ago I can't remember when this was But Heath Slater So Brock and Heath Slater Are in the ring And Slater runs out And he goes like The the side that's close To the commentary desk And by the time he has got to the ground, Brock Lesnar has already come out the other side, ran round the turnbuckle to clothesline him. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. There was a jump
2: cut in here that I missed. It's the, it's like the um uh the the spear at WrestleMania, like after yeah, the, uh, at Rus- yeah with the after the F five and Brock's like, Wah! and then all of a sudden, poof, out of nowhere, comes Goldberg.
1: But that was more of a, a good camera work thing. This was just Brock Lesnar being freaking unstoppably so, fast. Yeah, totally. And it makes me think, like you know. Lesnar's so fast and
2: athletic Braun Strowman's so fast and athletic
1: why didn't they have a better match?
2: They booked the wrong match. Mm. They really like. It, I think that's down to the agents, really, and certainly down to Heyman if he's the one that's in charge of this whole shebang. Yeah. Like I, I, I know, which is disappointing, and that's why I thought it was the most disappointing. A lot of people criticised us for saying that because oh, they said, they? well, people said that they felt the most disappointing main event of 2017 was Goldberg versus Kevin Owens, which we all knew that was going to happen. Well, though. that's me, which doesn't make it disappointing. Mm. That that just that that's that was inevitable.
1: Yeah, it's like X Men Three isn't the worst movie ever made. But it's personally the most disappointing.
2: <laughs> so the other uh, thing I wanted to note down from from Braun coming out and the and the pop that Braun got mm. ties in again to all those people saying like, oh, Braun was buried last night. No one will care now. People still care because it, like that loss did not destroy his aura. It Absolutely de- not. But it definitely hurt him. I don't think it did. Oh, come on. You can't say
1: it, you know, because the whole 24 hours afterwards we were talking about you know, Braun suddenly doesn't look as good. It's taken one F5 to put him away. Yeah, I, know. I know they're telling a larger story, and it didn't bury him by any stretch of the imagination, but it definitely, you know, knocked him off course. Well,
2: you'd say that, but then if that was the case, he wouldn't have got the same reaction he got last night, because that reaction he got was the re- same reaction he was getting whenever he was coming out to face Brock. So it hasn't hurt him at all then.
1: But don't you think uh, a match at the uni- for a Universal title, the top in the company, against Brock Lesnar, your biggest star, you should. That should end with the the other person.
2: Moreover, an an interesting point. An interesting point. But that's again. But that's not. it wasn't the loss that hurt that. I'd argue that the match probably hurt.
1: That. Well, that's it's yeah. It's, well, that's why I'm. T- it's
2: the match. But not. The, but not. The the, but not the
1: loss. Not. Yeah. Because we always very. Few but that's what. That's what I'm saying. But learn. everyone.
2: Like the point everyone makes is whenever people lose to Brock, it mm. makes them look weak, and I just don't think it does. Yeah. it All depends on the style in which. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. In which they lose. Yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah Braun then uh, picked up Kurt Hawkins after scarily oh.
2: running after him
1: put him through a table and then put him through the video screen at the top
2: of the ramp I cut his arm up pretty
1: bad yeah have you seen the picture
2: uh, well I didn't see the picture but I noticed when he got back into the ring he just had blood dripping uh, down yeah, his arm Yeah yeah
1: yeah so there's a picture that WWE posted on Twitter and it just looks like he's been attacked by a werewolf down the right hand side of his back yeah so that's the those LED screens are sharp of course they are oh, oh. Uh, then Braun's like, he does his old I want competition thing again. And who should come out but bup, 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 bup. it's wacky Dean Ambrose after this really fun, serious angle. Bup, 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 bup. Oh, looks over there.
2: There's Kurt Hawkins on the ground. I'm going to fight him anyway. Bup, bup. I've got to admit, I did laugh. I thought it was great. Because like Dean's the perfect guy to go out and do this mm. sort of thing, which is just like, yeah, I'm Dean Ambrose and I'm unstable the Ambrose Asylum so he just came out and he looked at Kurt and thought man that doesn't look like it was fun oh well whatever and I just think that Dean's got very good like he's got great facial reactions Mm -hmm. and I think that he sold that very well and it tied into the story later on when Seth came up and was like if you're going to do something that stupid like at least tell me first because then when Seth walks off Dean goes was pretty stupid though and that was good it's one of the few times I've enjoyed Wacky Dean oh okay I yeah well it's like Wacky
1: Dean is good right as a, as a bef- like that's a good character but is it the best use of dean ambrose no you know, it isn't like unhinged brian pillman style dean ambrose is the
2: best form of dean ambrose i think that's what they think they're doing
1: ah uh, yeah yeah they're not yeah it's not working <laughs> yeah, no. and uh you, you're right it did, it did all tie into the story later but it, it's like how sammy Zayn, when he's doing his annoying geek woody allen thing he's doing that character very well but it is no way the best use of his character or the best interpretation of what he should be doing. So
2: glad they've dropped that. Yeah, oh yeah, that is better.
1: Um so Dean Ambrose then comes out and they have a pretty good like I, I, I quite enjoyed this match. Yeah. Good big man, this. small man match. Yeah. What I really liked about it is that Ambrose was very heavily selling his shoulder. It was taped up. So when although he was beaten clean by Braun, but he did go, you know, about ten minutes with him. I came away thinking, yeah, but Dean was hurting all the way through. So, you know, that's a, I don't know why they don't do that more to protect the people they're beating. Rather than 50-50 booking, just leave an element of doubt mm-hmm. of all yeah, yeah. oh,
2: but if that person was fully on their it's A like, game. It's like the, the tie thing when you hit the tiebreaker. and Exactly, exactly um, that, yeah. AJ kicked out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the. So what else happened in this match? Oh, yeah, that was it. I, I thought that a lot of people would be angry like oh dean ambrose has been sacrificed but you know losing clean in that manner but i thought the shoulder injury helped that in in part but also braun's your bigger star yeah braun's got more uh fire behind him and more momentum and he you know he needed a loss i'm uh, sorry he needed a win he needed the win after that uh brock lesnar match and dean you know sometimes you just got to take a pin and he needed a credible opponent to beat. If if it was
2: Apollo Crews who came out, it wouldn't have meant anything. No, it wouldn't have been as impactful if, if he's like, I want some competition, mm. and then Apollo Crews came out. You'd be like, all right, cool. Well, we know where this is going then. So you thought the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose backstage bit was good? Didn't say it was good. Okay. I said that last line was quite funny. Okay. Because yeah. the actual segment itself, not so great. Although, not as bad as the Bailey Sasha one.
1: Yep, yeah, well, that's well done, uh, WWE. You had a hat trick of awful, <laughs> awful backstage interviews or segments. Uh,
2: those two and the Finn Balor. The Finn interview. Balor promo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, we'll come on to, to Balor later on. Mm. But um, actually, surprisingly, the next segment on this show might have been my favourite segment of the whole thing, which, which surprised me. It really did, because Alexa Bliss came out, and Alexa Bliss is grand. She's a very good promo, and I really like her work. And then when Mickey James came out, I was like, I mean, A, yeah. I've seen this match, and this match is no good. I've seen this feud, and it were no good. And Mickey has been just mostly irrelevant since uh, since the Brands, sp- more or less since she came back, really. Not was just mostly, just completely, completely irrelevant yeah, since yeah. Superstar Shake-Up. She's been, like, she was more or less lost in the shuffle with, with Dana Brooke. And yeah, I was like, oh God, this is, this mm. is bad. I mean, I know it makes sense because she's just beaten all the other five girls in the division, but this is no good at all. But then they cut some very good promos on each other, and I laughed out loud when Alexa Bliss said, "I was a huge fan of you when I was a little girl. I think I might have had you in my MySpace top eight. Yeah, like that is as a niche joke, a niche joke that a certain a certain generation will understand. Mm. But I loved it. I was that was that was a money line. Yes,
1: and, the, and Alexa's uh, the way she delivered everything was, you know, I'm oh, it's, it's not a humble brag, but she was. The content of what she was saying was very... She was negging. Okay, yeah. that's the pickup artist terminology. She was... It seemed like she was being nice to her, but actually she was completely ripping her to shreds. Yeah. And it was that perfect bitchy level uh, thing that suits Alexa's character so much. And Mickey James came back with just as much like, well, I'm a veteran badass. She came across like a badass. Absolutely. Mickey James. And after all that time, all those months of doing nothing... I suddenly see Mickey as a title contender, and, it was and we- I want to
2: see this match. And it was—it was weird because when they—they they had this little segment when Mickey came out, I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to see Alexa versus Mickey later on mm. tonight. Not really looking forward to that. But then after this promo, and I was like, oh, actually, it feels like they're building up towards a, a championship match instead. Maybe at the the next pay per view. And yeah, I'm down for that.
1: I think that'd be really yeah. good because you need to you need to burn some time while Asuka's coming up the other way. Mm-hmm. You you let Bliss go through some challenges said. and then Asuka. Is uh, you know goes through her own people and waiting for another giggity or something, oh, no, no. and then they clash later on. Uh, so I think that's great. And all of a sudden, the Raw Women's Division, after just being multi-match, multi-match, Nia versus enter people here, you've got the Bliss versus James feud. You've got Asuka coming up. You've got Nia Jacks still running through people, and whatever the hell Bailey and Banks are doing.
2: Yes, which I suppose we'll come on to later. But especially after the the, the big promo that they did at No Mercy and the build-up to No Mercy, it still surprises me that they're just... Have they done Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss? Because I know they did on last week's Raw, Mm. but then No Mercy suggested that they haven't done it on last week's Raw, and that feud is still continuing. And then that was sort of built up throughout the match. And then come this show, it was like, yeah, Nia's in a tag team match with Emma, and Mickie James is now the contender. So are they they just holding off on it? I I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: as you were talking just then, I thought, well, maybe they're saving, you know, Nia has been, whatever they've done to that program, it's not hot anymore. Maybe they're going to build it up to another one of the big four, maybe at Rumble. And I thought, oh, wait, there's going to be a, there's talks of a women's Rumble at the Royal Rumble. Which I hope there is. Yeah, yeah, that will be super cool. And I thought, actually, what if Nia beat Alexa and your big program you do is Asuka going up against Nia?
2: I could go for that And yeah. I,
1: I never thought About that before yeah. I, would, I would much rather See that
2: As two unstoppable objects Oh totally yes yeah. Because then you've got The undefeated Asuka yeah. Going up against And then what you've got to do Is just have Nye Just running through people In the lead up to oh. Wrestlemania Like a, as a Royal Rumble thing And she eliminates Practically everyone Yeah Number 15
1: I've just got 15's in my head That's how many women They're going to do for it 15, I'd have done 20 is there enough?
2: You could easily do 20. With some of the girls in NXT. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you've got Four surprise ups. returns. May young classic, people. Speaking of, Oh, you don't watch until a Friday, but have you watched the uh, Honor uh, Battle Royal yet? Oh, um, is that on the TV? Yeah. No. It's really great.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I heard a WCW guy comes back. I don't know who it is, though. So uh, don't I, tell
2: me. I popped so big. So it's a rubbish person. I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> I, I popped massively for it. That was a WWF one.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 my bad. Um, so yes, this uh, this was a very good segment, and it went into Seth Rollins being in Sheamus. As I've
2: written in my notes here, effing Groundhog Day. This, yeah, I've, I've seen this match, and I know they had the best match on the show at mm. No Mercy, but I don't need to see them doing singles matches again, as particularly when it feels like that feud is done now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just it's the, the funny Brian Alvarez pointed this out on Wrestling Observer Radio. The Dean and Seth backstage segment Uh, Dean goes You know you're too predictable You're the architect And Seth goes I'm not predictable And then he goes out And has a match with Sheamus And Alvarez goes That's the most predictable thing You could have done (laughs) I I, I enjoyed Cesaro at ringside Just because The guy's a freaking boss Standing there Can't open his mouth He's awesome Oh
2: um, but I don't. I can't talk about his teeth anymore. It makes me no. feel it was super queasy. Mm. It makes me feel very it's
1: ill. my yeah. Uh, next up, we had what really was the show's main event. It was uh, end of second hour, going into the third, and Roman Reigns beat The Miz. We've already kind of talked, but it was a decent match. Decent match, match yeah. Match. I really, um, I really enjoyed the match. Why not give The Miz the win if you, if you're also going to have some Miz to
2: interference? He's got to keep Roman strong. Yeah,
1: uh, but sh- you know. He needs to look a bit weak and, to get the shield back together. I, I,
2: I wonder if because Roman's facing him for the IC title next week and he's not going to win it, they can't have Miz beat him t- uh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so that was the fallout of this that Reigns is going to face Miz for the IC title, mm-hmm. which lends horrible credence to this reported plan that Miz is uh, sorry that Roman is going to win the IC title before WrestleMania to make him a Grand Slam.
2: Yeah, which Dean already is, but they don't mm. want to mention that because it's, it's more important for Roman to do it. was it.
1: mentioned once. Yeah, it was mentioned once. On a WWE.com <laughs> Top 8 article.
2: That's all they've ever said. Uh, but I, I enjoyed this. And actually, do you know what? I really enjoyed the, uh, the, the post-match beatdown.
1: It was, it was long.
2: It was long, but that's why I enjoyed it.
1: I, You see... It was it was good, and I enjoyed the shield fist bump at the end. I mean, the main uh, unfortunately, I think, I think
2: um, Bo Dallas used the wrong hands.
1: Like oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, that unfortunately, I can't really get into any of this because I just don't buy the as... Well, yeah, that is an issue. It's like because you only get to do a shield reunion, the first shield reunion once. So why
2: do it with the Miztourage? But dude, we've been talking about this like you know you only get mm. you get your. Women's Money in the Bank, you only get one shot to do that once and they had James Ellsworth winning. You only one chance to do uh, John Cena versus Nakamura, one for the first time, and you did that on SmackDown. You only got one time to do Nakamura and Randy Orton, you did that on SmackDown as well. But it's, you know they, they, They're not worried about these sort of first times anymore. They're just their moments. It's just so short-sighted.
1: It's like, uh, I mean, the last time I can remember them doing it correctly was when Evolution came back to put over the shield. But then they undid a lot of that by Seth Rollins turning on them, uh three weeks after, or whatever it, it was, was. It was the night after yeah. their
2: their second win, which Batista was very unhappy about. Well, because Batista had quit earlier in the show. Mm. Yeah, I think it was the same show anyway. I'm pretty sure it yeah, was. Yeah, where but, he ripped his pants <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the um, it's just you could you could bring up like I don't know why I've got sanity in my head, but you bring up a, a faction and. The shield have to come back together to defeat them, and then they eventually put them over
2: in the feud. Mate, uh, what are they called? The Passing of the torch. Yeah, um, the Ring of Honor guys. The undisputed undis- era. Undis- undisputed. I think they're just called undisputed.
1: It's still a bad. All name. I know is I know
2: it's bad. Someone put up. I think it was on a What Culture video, said so they should be called Dishonored. Dishonored's is wicked. such a much yeah, better yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, But uh, yeah, when because they released the T-shirt, which was Undisputed Era. I think everyone just assumed that's what they were called. But I think no, no, no. It's just, they are the Undisputed Era. Mm. Their team is called Undisputed, and this is their era.
1: Yeah, well, um, I because I looked on their product page, and usually you have the name like the new day or whatever, and it was they were down as the undisputed era. Have only ever
2: called them undisputed on TV? Yeah, maybe they could change it. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they change it. Yeah. both things
1: were awful, but one is less awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I the, the problem with this for me, apart from all the Mr. Raj stuff, is you had the beatdown with the chairs. And then you go away and you come back, which and I liked Miz coming back. I would have just saved the chairs for the second beatdown because mm. it just feels like more of the same. And it was just it went on so long. Where was Seth and Dean? That's what I found myself asking. Well, there is always
2: that, but that that happens a lot with um, with babyface beatdowns. Is that there are no other babyfaces that come out mm. to make the save. Everyone's only ever interested in in their own storylines, which mm. never really makes any sense because like it's not just Seth and Dean. There's loads of baby faces back there that should be like standing up for other baby faces against bullies. Yeah. That could run out. Where's Callisto? He could have run out and given a hand. Why Callisto? Because he's a baby face. Because he, he's, yeah, he just he'll run out and get clobbered. But wouldn't that have been great though? If yeah. like a, if a, 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 a ragtag group of baby faces came out, like you know, Callisto, uh, mm. Apollo, Crews, and you know maybe some of the cruiserweights and saying, "Come out to try and help this dude out," and they're just fighting them off with chairs. And it just made them look even more imposing And the week
1: after Roman Reigns encounters Seth and Dean in the hallway And he's like Where were you? Where were you last week? And then you can kind of do the same Pre-SummerSlam story of them net Friction and then coming together mm-hmm. You know I, I mean I would have given them a trios championship <laughs> Next up we had <laughs> the, king Fim, of the king
2: of wrestling Whatever it is Finn
1: Balor Which they seem to kind of be doing on 205 Live uh, Finn Balor beat Goldust next up This was part of you know, it was a throwaway match, but at least they tried to make something of it. Which was Gold Dust confronted Bala backstage. He took him out. Uh, there was that awful Finn Balor interview earlier on where he said, Now I'm done with Bray. I'm going for the Universal Championship. Yeah. Which is expected to be the next Brock feud. So maybe Survivor Series or Backlash. And yeah, that. They- it's not. it's not done. Bray, st- Bray, did, the, the, oh, Bray did the music. Oh, Joe, what? Bray when I
2: could not believe my eyes and ears, when after the match... And mm. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You can't. This match, This feud is done. Mm. They had their three matches. Finn won it conclusively. What's Bray got left to With fight face over? paint. And Without and face. face paint. So that storyline's done. What has Bray got left to fight over? I mean... Wyatt Family Balor Club
1: heading into the Survivor Series.
2: If that's what this comes back with, then grand. Yeah. They've are talking about they're, they're repackaging Luke Harper. Don't bother. Just like If you're going mm. to turn, turn him over to Raw, if that's what they're going to do, then fine. But at the same time, you you've you already finished this storyline.
1: It's difficult because, you know, every week leading up to No Mercy and No Mercy itself, we're like, this Enzo stuff isn't working. This Enzo stuff is bearing the division. But hey... That's what sometimes happens when you take individual parts of a whole and now I'm looking at the whole I'm thinking this Enzo term was good. So maybe, hopefully, in two months time so, we'll be going, uh, Wow, what a feud wow, this, overall. This, this, this ballot white feud really did turn itself yeah. around, didn't it? The the opposite of the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt feud where it started off really <laughs> good and then got so so bad. And then got maggots on a mat. Yeah. Uh yeah, this was um so I read a Cage side Seats review of Raw and they very optimistically said, I think they just completely misinterpreted the segment or maybe they're under something. They went, wow, this ended up being a really good story. I like the way Bray's show of respect to people who have defeated him is by playing specifically, he's got the whole world in his hand. Whole, the whole world in his hand. Oh, mouth.
2: that's what he did, yeah. It wasn't the blab. It was the whole world in his
1: hand. Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, the idea would be, I respect you, Finn. You can move on now. Here is my show of respect to you for beating me. You've got the whole world. And I... But that isn't... That kind of sounds... What you just said is pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's happening again next week. I mean,
2: if I was to try and pick up um, that microphone jack over there, I would be reaching. Mm. And I feel they are too.
1: Yes. Uh, Next up, we had another terrible backstage segment, which was Bailey and Sasha Banks delivering some of the... Well, I don't want to say worst dialogue of uh, recent times because there's been so much of it. But this week, certainly the show. I would say this was the worst
2: backstage segment of the week. Yes. Worst
1: backstage <laughs> segment of the week. Uh,
2: but I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, it was the, oh. uh, the certainly the worst of the week. And it led to a tag match in which my note I've written here is whatever. I've, I- I've got literally nothing to say about it. Yeah, when I wrote, uh, when I do the live notes and
1: I eventually turn that into the Raw in about four minutes review script, it just said, Emma, Emma pinned. <laughs> what else happened? <laughs> Nia was protected, I guess. But yeah, yeah this,
2: this backstage segment was atrocious. But like th- this here, uh, this and the Balor-Goldie match, in fact, actually this whole third hour, this is now, it's, it's a consistent theme that they're running with now, which is that they book Raw to be a two-hour show and hmm. and, but, like, book those two hours, and then the third hour is just here's just some stuff. we're not, we're not it's not stuff that we're caring about, it's not stuff we're really that invested in. Here's just some stuff, and then, but really, you only need to tune in for the first two hours of the show because if yeah. you didn't if you didn't tune in for the the uh, the third hour, you didn't really miss a whole lot, with except like, with the yeah. exception of the Enzo stuff, but that's only if you're really invested in the cruiserweights, which we've been taught we're not meant to be.
1: yeah, it's like there's a raw post show now. Yes, happens, and, it, and uh, it's the in third in hour. the third hour. Yeah. The, I, I mean, and, and there was a 16% drop. I don't know if you saw that for the third hour. Ouch. Uh, uh, you know, like half a million people tuned out. Well, of course, because... They're... During into after
2: Ms. Roman. Because, exactly, because you've seen the main event, which was Roman versus Ms. Like, that, that's what the show is being built around. So once that's done, then then you're off. So let me, you know... For
1: all the people who say, oh, I want more WWE television, Raw as three hours is great. When there is actually statistical evidence why it's not, because, you know, the the audiences are down very much over the five or six years it's been running. Let me run you through this two hour version of Raw. Miz TV with Roman Reigns setting it up. The uh, opening tag match then Kurt Hawkins and Braun into Braun and Dean then the Bliss and James promo then Roman Reigns defeat in the Miz and you move that Cruiserweight title celebration somewhere in the middle of the show. A that solid is a packed show with
2: above average to very good segments. Solid 2-hour show. Yeah.
1: But you filtered it down. You've uh, not filtered it down. You have uh, expanded it. You've expanded f- it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Needlessly. So yes, um uh, but let's get on to that final bit because the End bit of Raw was actually very, very good, in my opinion, with Enzo Amore coming out and doing, you know, what they actually pulled off here was a very complicated and sophisticated double turn through performances and, and words rather than a match. Yeah. It was, it was, it uh, was I, I've,
2: I've, exactly. I, I, spellbinding. Exactly. I put it out on Twitter, but I've completely turned a corner on this. And, you know, I was so down on this last week, as we mentioned at the, at the top of the show, mm. but. I've completely turned a corner because it's now created a very interesting character in Enzo which is just that I'm I'm an undeserving champion which I hate because they're doing the same thing with Jinder on Smackdown but here it actually really works with Enzo because he's such a good promo mm. that it really, really works. And then you've got Enzo out there going like, I'm making 205 relevant. The people are sticking around. I, this is the first time the Cruiserweights have ever been in the main event slot of Raw and that's because of me. That's why this Enzo character works and why the Jinder character doesn't work. Totally works with Enzo. And then when you have like, the Cruiserweights come out and just stand there, although TJP looked like he didn't want to be there for, for the majority of it. But then when Neville came out, didn't wet his hair so it looked really straggly it looked looked like he hadn't
1: slept for a couple of days they said that on
2: 205 Live it looks like he hasn't slept since he lost on Sunday but he came out and I love this unhinged Neville unhinged Neville is awesome because he's a great promo and he cuts this awesome promo on Enzo and he cuts a great promo on 205 Live Mm. where he's just like Enzo won't give me a title shot but I don't care and then as soon as the match started, the first thing he did was go out the ring to try and beat up Enzo because that's all he's that's all he wants to do now. A badass babyface. Because Enzo kicked him in the Nats and he's not happy about that. He made he made a fool out of him, and Neville is not a man to be made a mm. fool out of. So back in the day, you used to have uh,
1: babyface territories and heel territories, and that was essentially the the babyface territories. You'd have a big babyface champion on top that heels would come and challenge, like Bruno Sammartino for the WWF. In uh, New York for forever, you know, Mm -hmm. he didn't lose the belt for ages. But then you'd have heel territories where you just have a dominant heel forever, and the baby faces would always come up short. 205 Enzo Amore. I never thought I'd say this, even two days ago, Enzo Amore has very, very realistic potential to be a money heel for 205 Live like people will tune in like we tuned into that. I was going to say enjoyed the
2: heckins out of it today. I, ca- I came into the studio and I put and I didn't watch 205 Live this morning cuz I, I was watching Smackdown. Mm. But I came and I was like, Do you know, what? I'm actually going to save 205 Live. I'm going to watch that when I get into the studio. Came and I put it on and the first thing you said was, oh, actually, yeah, I might watch this with you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it this week.
1: And it is I was I was more interested this, after Raw finished. I was more interested about 205 Live than I was Smackdown.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then 205 Live delivered some very very good stuff. Really enjoyed the uh, what the, a match the, to Zaura and Tony Neese. Nice. Nice. That yeah. was a great match. That was brilliant. And then the main event was really really great as well. Enzo's promos were good. Awesome stuff. And like, and I'm looking at the uh, next week. You've got uh, Jack Gallagher versus Cedric, and I'm like, yeah, I'm down mm-hmm. for that. I can go for more of that. It's weird because on paper, like if you were
1: if you were to lay, uh, lay this out for me, Enzo Amore is going to turn heel, which you know does kill his merchandise. It's it makes him problematic because he's so charismatic and you want to cheer along with him. And he's going to go out as the Cruiserweight champion, a guy who can't wrestle, and it's been brought up many times that he can't wrestle and he's undeserving. And he's going to point out all the things legitimately wrong with the Cruiserweight show and division. You know, these, this guy looks fat. This guy has, has no, no charisma. charisma yeah, the, There's no stars on this show. And I'd be like, what are you doing? This doesn't, like, don't
2: do that. But... And I've got to put it down to both Enzo and Neville here. They're making it work. They're completely making it work. But it'd be—I I, I come back to it again. It would have been so much better if you didn't have those doofy segments with like the Miz saying mm. that we're putting you into a five yes. like because that's a demotion and you had to be kicked off a bus because you're too busy partying with your your celebrity mates. And then you had the segment where Braun just beats him up. You know, the week before mm. No Mercy. If you take all of that—that that dumb stuff out. It's been a fairly decent build but that dumb stuff just clouds over everything mm-hmm. it's like so all the buildings to no mercy was complete guff and just didn't work but now now that that guffs that now the fart smoke has cleared and you and now we're like the skies are blue again like Enzo Amore's eyes we're grand away we go It's like WWE actually told a really good heel turn
1: for yeah. Enzo a slow building heel turn where he was cheating but he was being friendly with everyone and that was the story, but they they couldn't resist it. They had to, keep Ber- had to bury there to bury him because yeah.
2: no one likes him backstage. They mm. had to like they they oh, they they sacrificed mm. their story so they could bury him on TV.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.
2: Hey. It's a Smackdown review, Magal. I love it! We got us a
1: flying Uso! Now, I think what's gonna happen is I'm gonna talk about Smackdown and I'm gonna whip myself into a frenzy about how much I love Kevin Owens and I might give the uh, Raw versus Smackdown decision to, to Smackdown again.
2: Yeah, so it we'll would give the game away.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know, like, I, at the moment, I'm I'm thinking it's Raw, for me, as the better show this week. Interesting. Uh, just because I like the Enzo stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the Braun stuff was fun. Did um, the, the Miz you know, I've already said my piece on that. But SmackDown, I am such a big fan of what they're doing with Owens yeah it, it could win it so I haven't given anything away you'll have to tune in to find out
2: well as, as I've written here is that I, I love this promo I thought this promo was better than last week's one um, you know I, I, I had my issues uh, oh, not so much I had my issues yeah, okay. but I, th- I thought his in-ring promo was so much better and I think it's because he can feed off the live crowd hmm. rather than just being in front of a camera I thought it worked so much better for his character especially then because you had the Sami Zayn come out I thought this was a great segment I really did
1: yeah I I thought it was a great segment too. I thought last last week's Owens promo was was so much better. Um, did you go back and rewatch it? Because you said, "Oh, maybe I you need to go back and rewatch it." Yeah, yeah I never did. So uh, what happened is Owens came out and he started ragging on Shane, and then Sammy Zayn came out of all people and effectively said, "Look, we were best friends for however long, and I know when you snap. I can see you snapping, and I'm just I'm just saying, even though I hate you, because Sammy Zayn's such a nice guy, don't." snap don't go too far
2: yeah and then kevin owns comes about these amazing retorts of just mm. like you're just jealous yeah because you were here two years before i was and i have you i've been u.s champion i've been ic champion i've been universal champion and what have you done
1: yeah well that's and Sami Zayn had the best line retort to that which was yeah you've got all those things but you've taken shortcuts you've taken the easy way out you've used triple h i you might have all those things but you can't look at yourself in the mirror yeah and i was just like and that's when, because I was watching this play out, and I, I I said this in my review, I don't think I've told you, I felt like this was almost Kevin Owens arguing with his conscience.
2: Mm. Yes. And that yeah. Sami
1: Zayn is, like, you could have you just put, like, Sami Zayn could be dressed in, like, an angel suit or something, as I've come down to tell you what you should be doing. Yeah. And, you know, the, there doesn't have to be a wrestling crowd there. It's just Kevin Owens doing this monologue with himself. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was a great three-dimensional look of owens's character and to me this just screams jimmy jacobs maybe i'm barking up the wrong tree mm. but you know jimmy jacobs is, is a dark guy creatively and this you know I, i'm gonna very jacobs feel to this and can i tell
2: you how i also feel how great this segment was mm. when this segment ended daniel bryan came out and he said the main event of tonight's show is going to be Sami Zayn versus kevin owens and my first reaction was like man I mean, I think I'm almost done... I'm bored to tears with seeing this match now, in WWE at the very least. Now, I've written in my notes here, WWE have managed to kill this feud because they they didn't care enough. When they did, like, the last time Mm. ever, they could have just put them onto different brands and you'd have been fine. They put them on the same brand and then they just kept facing each other in more matches. So that last match meant nothing, really. And the resulting matches meant nothing. So when they announced it, I was like, I'm I'm bored, I've seen this match. But the actual match that they had felt so much it almost felt like a, a, a actually credit to Byron Saxton, he was right when he said it it's a feud renewed. Mm. when it was when they started finding it, I was like, this, I've, I've never been so invested in this feud. Or I haven't been this invested in this feud for some time because mm. they, they've killed all my interest in it, but because of Owens's great promo and Sami Zayn's great promo. This match now feels like so much more, and I'm now so much more interested in this feud. And I've got some, some big things to talk about Ooh, that when, we get, big, when we get to. Big topics. Big topics. Well, it's
1: like I'm, I'm now looking at this, this feud because, you know, Shane McMahon's okay and Sami Zayn's great. But really, I'm looking at this, and it was the same with the Sami Zayn feud uh, before heading into Battleground last year, which was incredible. And that was the previous last time ever. Uh, it's Kevin Owens in a feud against himself. It's Kevin Owens at war with his own demons and, and violence and, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. But all yeah. these demons are being physically... or the good side of him has being physically manifested in other people. And he's the the horrible Kevin Owens. He's the bad timeline version. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, he's the alternate
2: 1985.
1: Yeah, this would be so much better if they... You're right, if they didn't on off have matches that meant nothing since that Battleground match it, last year because it, it would have been about a year two months
2: exactly yeah, yeah. and it would have been so much like <laughs> it was the simplest thing they could have done which was just put Kevin Owens on Raw and Sami Zayn on Smackdown and just kept them apart from mm. each other and then we wouldn't have had that, those naff matches that meant nothing yeah yeah because it was Battleground was right before that was the last yeah it was the last, last one yeah
1: no idea why they are following each other around maybe they just like travelling together well they are best friends yeah uh, but kayfabe. kayfabe Sorry kayfabe And uh, next up we have Baron Corbin Beating Ty Dillinger In an ad break Yeah <laughs> It
2: was a good ad that break is, That is yeah. the story Of Smackdown though Isn't it It's like most of the matches Just tend to happen In ad breaks
1: Yeah uh, so it was about A minute of action And then two minutes When they came back But yeah. they did the You know it's the, the Ads the on side of the
2: Problem screen. is Okay so we've had that before Where people like Oh yeah but the ad Like the match carries on In the in the corner screen Problem is that uh, What you're seeing Is the same thing That everyone gets When it's uh, an ad break just rest holds mm. So it's not like You've actually missed out On any action They're just Doing nothing So they're just like Oh back from the break And Baron Corbin's in control Nothing happened during the break But Baron's in control now yep. I went away And made a cup of tea Came back Same thing was like Same thing what I was expecting Oh, oh man There we go There's a
1: t-shirt Whoa. down Place your bets now Shame that man's t-shirt has just... just jumped off the hell cell. Literally jumped off the wall and took out a cardboard no, Undertaker. Food. I was going to say, took out the Undertaker. That is a WrestleMania 32 <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah, the so we come back and it's a, it's credit to how good Dillinger is in that he managed to make this three-minute of TV time match mm-hmm. pretty pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um. It ended with uh, Baron Mouthing off to AJ and then throwing Ty into AJ. Baron beat the count... The crowd were loving it because they got to chant ten for every bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This 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 feud though is pretty lackluster. I, I
2: I I liked the the finish. Really liked the finish because it protects Ty in particular. I felt that what this needed because to me this feels like it's more building up towards a three way feud mm. as opposed to just being Baron Corbin versus AJ at Hell in a Cell. I feel next week you're going to get Ty inserted into that match. That that's my hope anyway because I don't I don't think a one-on-one match is going to be and the, the story's not been leading to a one-on-one match mm. what is needed or what it needs next week is for Ty to confront AJ and say like do you know what? I would have won last week if you hadn't have mouthed off to Baron Corbin it's, yeah. beca- it's your fault that I lost that match and I'd have liked to have seen when AJ was in the ring mouthing off to Baron Corbin for him to turn around and for Ty to hit him with a tiebreaker not, that would be nice, not yeah. like a, not not as a heel turn, but just being like, dude, you cost me my match. Mm, mm. What was that all about? Oh yeah, definitely. That would have been that would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just this. You know, the U.S. title, we've we've been not conditioned, but we hope that it's about really good matches. Thanks to John Cena's run back in 2015, but all the matches as of late have just been ad breaks. Yeah, so I'm much. finding it very hard to get invested in these stories because we're not seeing the stories play out. Through action. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Next up, we
2: had Jinder Mahal's <laughs> latest as, as, I've ri- as I've written here, uh, I mean, I, I knew they were going to do it for a third week mm. in a row. And I was like, okay, well, this is the time when, when Shinsuke comes out and they're going to do the big entrance and stuff and then we can finally be yeah. done with this. But when they did it again, I was like, oh, I can't, I cannot watch. This is the worst. This is the absolute dirt worst. Until the reveal, when I suddenly went, Actually, sort of made that all really yeah, worth yeah, it. To be yeah, honest, he yeah. really made everything worthwhile.
1: Are you saying it made racism worth it? Luke? Well, no, because that, that, no, I not That's what you're that's, saying. It's funny
2: enough you bring that up you're saying because, racism's you, okay because you because you made a really good point. End. You made a really good point last week, which is that it's uh, Jinder being a hypocrite hmm. by saying that this whole the, the America is completely racist towards me, but then he's being racist towards Nakamura, and that's a really interesting character thing. I don't think that is the story. Mm. I because think they just dropped it because did, of the mainstream reaction. I was going to say it. they completely dropped that, and but the reveal when he was just like, "Look at this picture of Nakamura here," and then the hands just twitch, and the reaction from like the Sing Brothers and Jin are just like, "What? What is it? What is this? What's going on?" It was great. It because was so the Sing Brothers are gr- like a really good
1: comedy boy acting stuff. I I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really really great. I thought it was I thought it was good. I you know, I wasn't like oh that's what top ten angles of the year. Well, no, obviously not. Yeah. But
2: like considering how okay, maybe it's a low bar. Mm. Considering how bad the last three weeks have been of just Jinder and the Sing Brothers coming out, putting up pictures of girl like and just doing the over the top laughing, which is like it was, it's funny the first time, but the law of diminishing returns. It was a really it was a good payoff for a really dirt uh three weeks. Yeah. Jinder Mahal doesn't set the low bar. <laughs> he is the, he is the low. low bar. He is. He doesn't do his thumbs up here. He's no, like, he's he has still to do Thumbs down.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I
2: agree. It turned out turned out good. I got a very Hogwarts vibe. Yeah, it was you know? a little bit, yeah. Like, oh, I'm a picture and I'm moving now. And it was amazing. I mean, they couldn't afford seeing this, but they did pick the right town to do this in because this is probably the first time they've been getting loud Nakamura chants mm. during the segments.
1: Where was it this week?
2: Uh, I didn't make a note of that. Oh, OK. But, um... It was just like they were getting loud Nakamura chants. So I was like, ah, brilliant. It actually, it sort of worked because you did it in this town and they, they knew what was coming. Hmm. And so when Nak came out, he got a great reaction. It was like, ah, oh, okay, brilliant. This, this almost sort of works now. However, what I have noted here is that um, should this not be a Hell in a Cell match? Because hasn't Jinder's gimmick been that he can't win without interference of uh, the Singh brothers? So surely... You'd want yeah. to put that inside a, a cage structure, or like one with a roof, because even when you did the uh, the Punjabi prison, because there's no roof, Singh brothers got in. Didn't the they? Singh
1: brothers can fit through the gaps. Yeah, they're so tiny, little scamps. <laughs> Imagine that having a, a Punjabi prison and a hell in a cell suspended above the ring. Wouldn't gonna, work logistically. I was going to say now you're starting to talk about
2: things like hell in a kennel, where you do a cage match and a hell in a cell, or just
1: uh, WCW it up, cages <laughs> upon <laughs> cages, cages, alongside yeah. cages, double cages with yeah. two rings. Um, this uh, the, the next that we had Usos taking on the Hype Bros, who had a short match, nothing really to was it. Is this all an ad break? Uh, I can't remember if this was a, no, the Carmella Charlotte one. Was uh, an ad that break was all one. an ad break. Yeah. Uh, this one was just it was three just, minutes. Just short. Just short. Yeah. Uh, but last week there was a quite intriguing backstage segment where Mojo and Zach are looking pretty emo and angry, and I was like, I like you both looking angry, actually. You know, considering how over the top you usually are with being happy, and they they're said not, they're not happy; they're hyped. They're, oh yeah, they were hyped. Sorry. And uh, Mahal, um, Mojo, Mojo said, <laughs> "Who's the other one? The other one. The one who's not the the internet guy." <laughs> said that they they're going to tease something drastic. We need to do something drastic. So I was looking forward to this. I thought they were going to come out and kind of like badass it, heal it up, but they. Uh, Got a jobber entrance. You got a jobber entrance, and then Mojo collided with Ryder, and then took the pin, which suggests to me that Ryder's going to turn on Rawley for which seemed to be the way they were originally going, rather than them both turning heel as a tag team. And I'm thinking you haven't got that many tag teams SmackDown, <laughs> and how many times have we seen friends break up this year? Yeah, yeah. It's I a bit passe. Yeah. So I'm, that's disappointing that they seem to be going in that
2: direction but the uh, how good were the New Day at ringside for this so awesome wow. I love the fact that they had the microphone in the uh, the popcorn box Yeah, so good because then when he handed it to Xavier Woods he was just picking bits of popcorn off it I thought it was wonderful that was great and then they, they made the bombshell announcement of challenging them to a Hell in a Cell match a tag team Hell in a Cell match mm. and I was like Oh, that's that's really exciting because I'll be honest. This the the new day versus the Usos has been one of my favorite feuds of the year because yeah. the matches have been nothing short of spectacular. I've just really enjoyed and that it. rap battle segment and the rap battle segment. I've just really enjoyed everything that they have done. So them inside Hell in a Cell where they can just really go hell for leather. No pun intended. Mm. I think it's going to be a great match. He's probably again Going to steal the show Really looking forward to it And I like
1: The way they worked The penitentiary Well you said it didn't you You said they should have An Usos penitentiary match Maybe yeah. inside a steel cage They put it inside A, a whole hell in a cell um, I just Because it's a, a Three man team I guess Xavier Woods Just stands outside Yeah well it
2: isn't um, Is one of them injured Xavier Kofi. Woods is Oh
1: Xavier Woods Kofi was injured But he was medically cleared Like two uh, years okay. after that worked so well but yes this was good Um, I just remember back in the day sometimes match stipulations were announced and the whole crowd would go oh my god it's gonna be a last man standing match you know and if it was a hell because they were a lot rarer back than a hell in a cell that would be insane and I'd be I wouldn't be thinking about anything else for weeks but when they said inside hell in a cell
2: the crowd was like
1: "Ah, cool well
2: yeah I mean you could expect now because the pay-per-view was called Hell in a Cell. It's yeah. that's, that's, that's always been the problem with these gimmick pay-per-views is that you water down mm. the, 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 the potentially the big gimmicks. T- TNA did it when they did Lockdown. When, they do, when you do nothing but cage matches all night, when you come to do a cage match at another pay-per-view, you're like, oh, well, I mean, I've mean, i seen a whole pay-per-view of them. And then when it comes down to Lockdown, it's like, and it's going to be inside the Six Sides of Steel. You're mm. like, yeah, I know, because all the matches are inside Six Sides of Steel. That's the... I, I do blame tna
1: for this because <laughs> it was lockdown that really started this that the success of lockdown when really it wasn't the cage that was the reason for that it, it was, was the samoa jo, it was Joker joe wrangle yeah totally uh, and then yeah you got like that pit that horrible period you still got Helena Sell, tlc money in the bank
2: and well, yeah. fatal four-way well they're glad they needed that the once yeah. or they might have done it twice but tlc is the other like, is another one so when they announce there's going to be a tlc match at the next pay-per-view you're mm. like Yeah, I know, because that's what the pay-per-view's called. Actually, I've been waiting for you to announce the the TLC thing. Yeah, imagine if there's no TLC matches at TLC. It just doesn't... Yeah, it's
1: not going to work. Hopefully they bring back the stairs match. Oh, God. (laughs) Next up, we had one of uh, SmackDown's better segments, Pride of Bulgaria, Rusev. This
2: was... Wonderful from start to end. When Aiden English was in the ring, with his really nice suit, and sings the national anthem, and he introduces the uh, the mayor, and then Rusev comes out looking awesome. So happy, so happy with his big beard, and he's got his flag, and there's Aidan English singing he loves it. Loves
1: Bulgaria. And
2: then you state like the steps uh, that were left over from the flag match. They just managed to pull those out of storage, put them in the ring. This was brilliant. As, and then he hands him the ring that looks like the one from Super Mario 64. Oh, I loved it. I loved every single thing about this.
1: I Yeah, I had a huge, huge grin on my face all the way through this. Yeah. Right up until even the autumn run-in at the end. Oh, I,
2: was, I had uh, the same size grin that Rusev mm. had. Yeah.
1: And what I really like is that we've never had anything backstage of Rusev and English being buddies. I mean, I guess there was the interaction last week with Orton. But... I like it when heels just bandy together because they're heels.
2: But they did that on Smackdown last week when uh, they had uh, Kevin Owens and Aiden English backstage. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to sing it. like Oh, yeah, it's because I need someone to sing the theme sing song the theme for, tune, for the yeah. Kevin Owens show.
1: So I really like how Aiden English is being used. I love when he re- re, uh, reappropriates songs to have different lyrics. Yep. So he was singing uh, Randy Orton's entrance music, but praising Rusev
2: so good singing then, Rusev Day yeah, loved it and,
1: and then when uh, when Randy Orton ran in and gave RKO's from where was it from out of uh, from out of nowhere yeah from out of nowhere he uh, I actually popped for Randy yes, Orton I did. Like, this yeah. is fun and this is like this if you're gonna do a foreign heel gimmick in this day and age Mid card, yeah. like solid mid card, and goofy,
2: yeah, and not. Oh, because offensive. that's what because it was so goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, it was wonderful. I loved this. The only disappointment is that the mayor didn't get an RKO. That, that was the that, that, <laughs> that's, that's what very really, because I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, well, I've got to wait for the Randy. Uh, mm. The uh, the Randy O. the the Randy Orton. The Randy O. That's my <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Um, the 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 Randy Orton ran out, and I'm looking at the the this old dude in the suit, and I'm thinking, can he take an RKO? Is, he, <laughs> is is he a trained wrestler? Can he has he been taught how to take a bump? Yeah, I'm really interested to see who's going to take an RKO. Yeah, well, um,
1: maybe soon. Maybe comes back as the new, <laughs> new reserve manager. I, I, I was going
2: to say, I hope he's like a recurring character.
1: Um, next up, we had not not much to talk about here at all. No Charlotte beating Carmella. Yeah, Carmella took pretty much the whole match. And then Charlotte just hit her with a, a super kick or something. to. He does to a big end. boot thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is a bit like,
1: okay. And it was a short match. James Ellsworth well, chained know, up at ringside.
2: Charlotte's going to face Natalia, mm-hmm. so you don't want to have uh, your contender losing. This more or less was... i booked her to look a bit stronger. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah a bit more 50-50. But that, that's if people are getting over
1: uh, and then Natalia came out and had a, quite a nice line about "I'm glad Ric Flair's okay now because
2: then he can watch his daughter lose at a Cell." Perfectly fine. Yeah, perfect like that—that that is, it's basic booking at its mm, finest. Mm. Um, and and, and when, I, when I say when I say finest, I mean like, yeah, that's your bar. Yeah, we are the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the low bar. SmackDown creative. Yeah, we don't set the bar. We, we are, are the, the low bar. We are the
1: low bar. Uh, now, after our feedback, I don't know if Dolph actually watched last week's episode, <laughs> but we said, Dolph shouldn't come out and say, I'm going to do a crappy entrance now. He should just do the crappy entrance and everyone will go, oh, wow, this person's coming out. Because he- it
2: really worked this week, didn't it? When actually, And it worked for me a little bit because I'm there taking my notes, like typing up the last thing. And then it went, Bong, And I went, what? Yeah. And then went, oh, it's probably Dolph.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like... I mean, I don't even think I was fooled once, but I felt like other people were. People were, because you look
2: at the crowd, everyone was not looking at the ramp, all of a sudden went, (sighs) looking towards the ramp, thinking it was going to be The Undertaker.
1: I think it's very easy to be cynical at home and go, that, you know, that, you know, of course it was going to be Dolph Ziggler. If I'm in in the Smackdown taping and I hear, you know, the music goes and the smoke's pumping out...
2: There's a little part of me, I bet, that would go oh, take him. <laughs> but there is one. That it's quite clear that it's not him when when he walks out. A he's about five foot shorter than mm. him, and and certainly not as big. But there's when Dolph got into the ring, he he said, uh, Oh, mate, anyone can do this." And I didn't want to go like, "Well, clearly you can't," because that was the worst attempt mm. at an Undertaker in entrance I've ever seen. You need to be about five steps slower uh, he, he just he the way he hold held himself was just it was rubbish so i'm sorry Dolph. not everyone can do that only the undertaking do because and if anyone can you certainly can't are
1: you saying that a heel has made you angry i think you've been played you reckon you reckon, uh, reckon i have been- <laughs> I think that was the point of what he
2: was doing <laughs> You reckon i've been worked yeah oh no i don't think so well no. he was saying
1: like anyone can do that by the way you know he's a heel yeah his whole thing has been critiquing unknown well, no, yeah, entrances. Yeah,
2: but when like he's critiquing the understate, uh, uh critiquing uh, the Ultimate Warrior's entrance. When he ran down to the ring, he did look like the Ultimate Warrior running down to the ring. Point yeah. was, I'm saying is yeah. that's a very specific entrance to do that he did very poorly.
1: So then Bobby Roode came out, who, weirdly and quite ironically considering the nature of this feud, does not have a good entrance anymore because they've changed the font of his glorious and rude Titantron.
2: You've really worked up about that, aren't you? I just like I really like the crappy <laughs> word art look for his. You know, that was never the intention, though. Like again, I don't. I think you are reading far too much into that font because everyone in NXT has that font because mm. they have like they don't have their proper entrance people doing these things in NXT. So when they then come up to the main roster and they give it, so all of a sudden all the production people go like, "What's this? Yeah, is this what you've been using in NXT? I'll give it here. I'll, I'll do a, I'll do you a better one now because that's my job." In NXT, they've got about five minutes clip art and mm. then you just put it up on the screen. The little, uh, little paper clip comes up at the oh, bottom. Yeah, totally, yeah. It looks like you're trying to make an NXT entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Roderick Strong had the same thing. Drew McIntyre's got mm. the same thing. They all look naff. It's not exclusive to Bobby Roode. Okay, well, whatever it is. I
1: think you've been worked. I, I was a fan of the crappy Bobby Roode uh, text. And maybe, like, if someone made a video a parody video of it and then they changed how the text looks the week after maybe that's why someone will be annoyed well there is that but that will live in it for me yeah so uh yeah Bobby Roode came out as everyone kind of expected when Dolph started this this shtick and said well you know I've got substance to my style I'm gonna fight you Dolph Helena. How many matches were made for Helena Cell in this show?
2: Yeah, well, it has more or less been building for three weeks to get to this point because this is the same as the Jinder thing. They've been mm. doing the same thing for three weeks now, and as I've, I've written here, not sure that required three weeks worth of build, but it was okay.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. So Bobby's going to be
2: facing Dolph. I, well, I mean, okay. So I think Dolph- I don't like him smiling. No, well, no. I mean, Bobby's so much better as a heel, and I don't know why they. I mean, I think they're going to do the slow turn into him being a heel. That's what I hope, anyway. They don't just keep him as a babyface because he's he's a natural heel. So, I'm hoping this doesn't last for much longer. But Dolph is just in that mode now where he is he just puts over uh, upcoming NXT guys. That that's his role in life. Nakamura's first feud, and so now he's going to do Bobby Roode, and then and then he can go to New Japan when his contract's up. Yep, and do uh, join the Bullet Club, I guess. Mm. He'd love that. He probably would love that. Um, he'll, you, he'll probably show upside buildings as well with ten people and a megaphone and act oh, like it's really cool. Shoot shoots <laughs> on Bullet
1: Club. That's going to be my next title. Um, I did watch it. It was very funny. It was great. Uh, we've, we've called this segment Underdolf. Because, yeah. you know, it's was The Undertaker, it's Dolph Ziggler And you, I just wrote that out And you came up with a, a much better reason For why it should be
2: called Under Dolph Because he's not over anymore There we go <laughs> Yeah.
1: The main event was Kevin Owens beating Sami Zayn In a nice little, like, seven minute match You said it was a no contest? Yeah Well, I was I, gonna say, have
2: you have you said that in the review? Because yeah, I think oh, you're find that's no. wrong, mate. It was a no contest. I went
1: out on a limb, and I went on Reddit to see what they wrote, and they went, "Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn by murder," <laughs> and, I, and I, I thought that's quite funny. And yeah, ah, oh, damn it, yeah, okay, it was a no contest. Was it actually a no contest? Well, of course it was. Like the, the, the match never finished. But sometimes, like you call off that the referee calls off a
2: match. In which case, why did why did Kevin win?
1: Because if it's like a knockout, oh, the I'm other surprised. person yeah, can't yeah, yeah, continue
2: yeah, that's anymore. true. And that's how he did win the NXT Championship. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping. That's what I got from this. Okay, fair Anyway, enough. they it
1: was had no a good match. A few really nice spots. Dived to the outside. There was a. There was like a suplex on the apron at one point. Yeah, and that was actually during the commercial break. Yeah. And um, there was a great... Yeah, there was a replay, wasn't there, yeah. sure, when they came back? Because I, re- I love Sami Zayn diving through the turnbuckle yeah. and uh, doing the Tornado DDT. And when Owens hit him with that super kick, I'm pretty sure I've seen that before, but I I didn't see it coming there. That was good. But that went straight into the finish, which was a classic NXT callback of the powerbomb onto the apron. Sami Zayn can barely stand up. Referee calls off the match. Medics
2: come down. I have one uh, critique of this very short match anyway. Um, And that was they they cut to the back at one point to show a door. And then Shane walks through that door. And I'm like, man, that looks so fake. Hmm. Like, if you're going to do it, just make it feel a bit more natural, like, oh my god, Shane's here yeah. and this this actually does tie into a, a bigger point I'd like to talk about Smackdown, particularly with this feud which mm. I'm, I'm very invested in I thought, the way that the show is being built up, so you had this segment at the start where Sammy and Kevin Owens are having this argument, this little tete-a-tete and Daniel Bryan comes out and says, like, you're going to be in the main event tonight, and then hey, Daniel Bryan calls Shane he's like, Shane, you need to come down here, and Sammy's like, don't tell shane to come out i need to do this match on my Mm -hmm. own and then shane does come out and i was like okay so it's going to lead to one of the things where it looks like sammy is going to win but then shane causes a distraction and then kevin owens does win and then sammy can be like uh be mad at shane because i'm kind of intrigued maybe i'm fancy booking this maybe i'm reading too much into this i feel this is leading into a sammy heel turn and I wonder whether this is going to lead to Sammy and Kevin being a tag team, because Sammy's going to realise that everything that I've been doing is wrong. Mm. And you know, you were do it, you were talking about it's the, he, it's his conscience, it's his good side. Sammy is his good conscience, arguing against Kevin mm. Owens. That good conscience is going to realise that it's been wrong. Mm. And that's what, well, that, but perhaps that, and then uh, so. Maybe I'm reading too much into it But that was the way the story like, was playing through the show And then when Shane came out And then you mentioned it You thought it was a bit of a silly bonk When he had the chair wrapped oh, around him awful. And then Shane just runs full pelt at him And Kevin throws him into that They didn't make enough of it hmm. if, if my theory is going to be correct Because it should be I mean Shane A should have looked like he was Sorry that he hit Sammy But the commentators were putting it over Like oh my god he just knocked out Sammy Like is Sammy okay Someone needs to go check out on Sammy and so Sammy can then be like, "Well, actually, Shane's hurt me as well," mm. which further fuels this into a, into a Sammy heel turn.
1: I I took from this that Sammy Zane was just the almost a hot body, a hot body <coughs> to to put in there. That's what you were saying about Tony Neese? Yeah, what well, like, ripped <laughs> or swearing? Oh, okay. I thought I had to go through and defend no, that for no, a second. Then I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I bet I've been completely clean forever. But the when the one moment I swear is in reference to Tony Neese's incredible <laughs> eight pack. No, just he was it looked like he was lit from beneath to make him look even more impressive uh but it was i it because you can't use shame McMahon man to get physical every week Sami Zayn's kind of like uh what's the word uh, um someone to for uh, avatar
2: to, to fight with owens in the yeah. meantime uh, with my fantasy booking scenario uh so this does lead to a, a sammy heel turn and a bit of an alliance yeah. towards them but Eventually, Sammy sees the light and realizes that he has been wrong, and he becomes that good conscience once again. See, and I think I I think Sammy's one of those uh,
1: Ricky Steamboat types where you should never turn heel, or you should do everything in your power because the money
2: in him is as a baby face. And but you once told me when you were doing a fantasy booking that the only reason you should turn someone heel is to then turn them back into a bigger baby face. Mm. Um, when you um, did one of your fancy bookings, yeah, was, yeah, like it was, oh, it was turn someone heel, and your fancy booking scenario was to not turn him heel.
1: Yeah, well, it was <laughs> my my. Uh, if I was gonna be a wrestler, I would debut as a babyface because when I eventually turn heel, it would really be cool. Um, but otherwise, you don't get that if you just turn heel babyface heel. But mine um, some, that does, That's not a, a Copy and paste rule For everyone no, Sammy Zane's one of those Unique ones okay. Plus I think the bigger money Is in a Kevin Owens Face turn And then it's a tag team With him and Zane And then Owens Just turns on him again In, in like a year or so a Sort of festival Of friendship thing mm-hmm. But yeah that. Uh, so K.O. took out Zane And They're escorting him Off of, of Out the Arena And K.O.'s just sitting there On the announcer's desk That's wonderful just Great his moment Facial expression's amazing and then he goes after Zayn, wraps the, the chair around his neck to really injure him. That's when Shane runs down. And it was just, I don't I think you point out how ridiculous it looked. Shane was running down and it didn't look like Owens even pushed him. It just like, looked like McMahon ran down straight into Sami Zayn, who had a chair on his head. Couldn't be more obvious It was shot quite poorly And even when yeah. they Showed replays They did not have One decent camera In no. of it But I liked Owens Running through the crowd And sort of doing That stare down And, and Shane's on the, the Top rope And then all of a sudden I was like Actually I'm, in, I'm into this feud Between Shane and Owens
2: well, I'd be more We're, interested If you got that little Sami yeah. Zayn thing In there as well Because
1: Shane didn't see If he was alright but who, which brand won it for you this week?
2: Uh, I'm going Smackdown this
1: week. Oh, really? Because yeah, um, of the Owen stuff.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed the Kevin Owens stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the Rusev celebration. Uh, I enjoyed the Nakamura reveal. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a, a pretty decent little show. I really enjoyed it. We're going to disagree. Again?
1: I've, I've gone for Raw this week. Why Raw? Because I just really like, the more we talked about it, the more I enjoyed the Cruiserweight stuff. Uh, I liked the Braun stuff. I was very impressed the way they made him uh, right back up there again Not right back up there But definitely took steps And they thought the rest In overall Was of a better quality hmm. Well you're always Going to get
2: that on Raw Because you get longer matches
1: Yeah Well not all the time But yes uh, th-
2: Sometimes you'll just have Like eight Three minute matches <laughs> it's, my, it's my only complaint I've had about Smackdown For the last while Like we haven't had our de- well, We've said about The US stuff mm-hmm. We've not had a decent 10-15 minute match And it's not like You don't have time Yeah You've got loads of time To do it <laughs> Once again, disagreeing. That's like the third or fourth week in a row now. We've gone different ways on the shows. Trou- Trouble in paradise. <laughs> That's that? what it is. Because we've been working together now for so long. We just we now just inherently disagree on everything.
1: No, I think... I mean, it's not like we're passionately disagreeing. We're both going, and there was some good stuff, but there was mostly bad stuff on both shows. I'm going to go raw. Mm. And I'll go SmackDown. <laughs> it's just like that. Uh, should we talk about some reviews? Let's do it. So Austin is Swaffed has written... Better than any other Again, yeah, not true Allows you to actually get information about the shows While presenting it in a comedic and fun-loving manner Fantasy booking warfare shows just how creative and talented the pair is Yeah, that's, that's right That is right The pair is Because I would yeah, write the, the al- pair are sometimes I'm bad with mm. my collective nouns and plural whatever mm-hmm. is an R record If you're looking for a worthwhile wrestling podcast, look no further
2: austin very good review although i mean just to to go back and to critique the review you did say better than any other and then said worthwhile podcast yeah very very different end of the scale that also although you got the is right rather than saying the pair
1: are uh you didn't use the correct version of the word you are you should have had an apostrophe Cheers, that well. was a very good one. And, oh wow! The next one is from Real Pewdiepie. Wow,
2: the actual Real Pewdiepie. Real, it must be. It must be because the username is Real Pewdiepie. Wow, he's got loads of subscribers. He's got loads and very very bad um, judgment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. He uses the wrong words in don't, a very public forum. Yep, and he just—he doesn't really think a lot. No, no.
1: But he doesn't have to, I guess. But, but, because if, but he's think,
2: got so many but subscribers. I, but I think he does because when he does say these things, it ruins it for everyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah, I was going
2: to yeah. say because when he does things, YouTube then panic, and then we don't make any money. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess. I've never thought of YouTube as a wrestling promotion. PewDiePie is your top star, isn't he? Yeah. He's the guy with more subscribers and views than anyone else.
2: There's actually a very good... So there's a, a YouTube channel that I subscribe to called the Jimquisition, where Jim Sterling, and he had, it does this weekly show called The Jimquisition. He did an extra video, I should send it to you actually, talking about... Uh, YouTubers and how they do represent not just like the the gaming industry in general but how they kind of represent YouTube and the perspective of YouTube and when they do stupid things Mm. it reflects badly on everyone else and then sort of ruins it for everyone else as well. So what we're trying to say real PewDiePie is nice one
1: (laughs) But, but, th- thanks th- but thanks for listening. Uh, if if you are the real PewDiePie, if you want to collaborate or, <laughs> you know, I you know we, we'll we'll check our morals at the door uh, for all those crossover subscribers. <laughs> One of the best get, they write. Again, not right. So I have listened to Wrestle Talk for the last eight months, and quickly, Odie and Luke have become one of my favorite wrestling podcasts. They live up to their podcast name with rambling, and they also just sound like the nicest guys one would want to meet. Those ones in a different perspective on wrestling that isn't just WWE isn't the same. Attitude Era should come back. Blood is needed,
2: etc., etc. Should watch and listen to this podcast. Thank no, you, Real PewDiePie. A great review, and you are right. We are not the sort of people that just go like, oh, man, I wish they'd bring back the attitude. TV 14's the only way to save this show, man. I, d- I completely
1: disagree. I think everything needs more breasts and more blood and offensive stereotypes. All right, Billy. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Oh, no. You might have just created a... A whole storm (laughs) I've been consciously trying to ignore that subject (laughs) Okay, so We will be back on Saturday With a mailbag news mix-up Certainly will be And uh, you might want to stick around for Sunday October the 1st Because my Nia Jax video is going up
2: Punishments are coming Love you, bye